buying and selling real estate, it can be a tough business to navigate. Sounds like you need some friends in the know. For instance, two longtime Twin Ports real estate professionals who know the ins and outs of the market. This is the Twin Ports Real Estate Show on 610 and FM 103.9 KDAM. Hey, good afternoon and welcome to the Twin Ports Real Estate Show. Jim Ronning and Gary Callagher here from 12 o'clock until 1 o'clock this Saturday and every Saturday right here on 610 KDAL. Gary, good afternoon. How are you today? Well, happy uh, 4th of July Independence Day weekend, Jim. Right. And uh, the blast furnaces are on, aren't they? Yeah, they are. And I kind of like it. How about you? Oh, I love this weather. I absolutely love it. I wish we had more of it. And uh, um, looking forward to a nice uh, 4th of July without any fireworks. Obviously, we're not doing the fireworks here. Is Superior doing the fireworks? Yeah, they are. Okay. They're still going on with it. So speaking of the sun, um, you know, as we get older, at least as I get older, I I find that I'm, I'm more apt to burn and have issues with the sun. Do you find the same? No, I, I, you mean like sunburn? Yeah, like I, I, it seems like I'm more susceptible. I don't know if that's even a possibility, but I gotta, I gotta put a lot of sunblock on and then it's still, I still, you know, when it's, when it's really hot out and I have sunblock on and I, let's say I'm golfing or something like that, it, it, it doesn't help as much as it used to, if that makes any sense. Well, yeah, I don't use that stuff. I've, I've, I've read too much about it. I don't like it, how it wicks into your skin and, and some of the things that it, it can do to you. And uh, So, so I don't use sunblock. I never have. Yeah. And uh, I just kind of deal with it and cover up. let it happen in the way it happens. Okay. And uh, uh, I get sunburn, I get sunburn, and it turns brown and I peel, and that's the way it is. I got so, you. Um, but... No, I don't seem to notice that, Jim, in terms of sense of skin sensitivity, if that's what you're saying. I just I just don't notice it. And uh, maybe I do, maybe I don't. But uh, Right, I got you. Um, I'm, uh, I just love being out in this sun and out in this weather. And uh, thanks for yard work and all that stuff. I totally agree. Yep, I totally agree. So, yeah, this, this week um, I did some home improvements. Um, we had a huge dump truck come and dump a large pile of fresh dirt. Um, we had a low spot, pretty se- severe from when we took out some trees, now that it's settled. So uh, the other day I I took a shovel and uh, spread that all around. And uh, I got to tell you, that was quite the little workout. <laughs> it's a good workout. Yeah, I know. You're right. Did, did you get real dirt or is it the 50-50 mix or the garden stuff? The, the real stuff, I guess, you know, it was really, it was pretty easy to move. The nice thing was, is you know, there was no clay in it, so nothing yeah. stuck to the shovel. That just, yeah, I was talking to some other people who were digging for, uh, for fence posts and they were like, what is the earth around here? <laughs> you know, they just bought a house. It's like, oh yeah, that's, that's what you call clay. And it doesn't like to come out easy and it doesn't like to, doesn't like to get off of your shovel and all kinds of fun stuff. Yeah. Yeah. Well, it's a good time for uh, home improvement projects, gardening, and everything this year. It's just been been a really nice uh, summer so far. June was was unexpectedly nice, and uh, we're continuing that in as we uh, get into July. So, yeah, let's all enjoy it. Yeah, we're still down a little bit on our rain, that's for sure, but um, it yeah. sure helped. We got some rain here um, last week, so 
All right, so Fourth well, of July. Some, uh, yeah. Um, the big big news is that it sounds like the Duluth and Superior police departments are on high alert for fireworks. There's a lot of people that have had enough. Um, I've been reading all kinds of things on the internet and also in the paper about people being sick and tired of fireworks um, going off, starting from, I mean, in, in our area, they've been going off for three weeks, you know, um, just, you know, whatever time of night uh, or day it seems to be, we can hear some fireworks once in a while and... A lot of people that are upset about it, you know, because kids kids wake up, don't go back to sleep, and dogs, uh, you know, try to crawl under the carpet, and um, it just seems like uh, the the police departments are kind of on alert, and maybe are going to be giving out some tickets. Well, I think we're in just in that time of the year. I know in in Duluth, it's it's an annual it is. Uh, event. Can I ask you one question though? Have yeah. you ever, ever in your adult life or since you were a child seen so many fireworks stands in your life around here? I have never seen that many. Jim, I got to tell you, I haven't noticed any of them this year. Oh, Usually there's, we have one that's right over on, on in like the, the 21st Avenue East area. That's a, that's, a, that's a big one that I go past daily, but I haven't seen anything. So I'm not aware of, of any right. of the fireworks stands. I just kind of assumed because everything was put off and, you know, everything that we're dealing with that we weren't, they just weren't going to be as big this year. Well, they're pretty big. I mean, I, I even saw like on Haynes Road, off of Haynes Road, there's there's one in a church parking lot. And I, I couldn't read the sign all the way, but it seems like they're they're selling fireworks for the benefit of the church, maybe. Um, so I'm just telling you, there's... There's a lot of fireworks stands out there, and there's a lot of people that are getting to the boiling point about what's going on in their neighborhoods, and I'm kind of one of them, you know. It's been a while. Um, it's been too long right now. I mean, I don't mind the 1st of July. Like, you know, like 1st of July to the 6th of July, I guess there's going to be some fireworks and stuff, but, man, I have just been hearing them all the time, um, more frequently this year than I can ever remember, and... Uh, Obviously, I wasn't the only one because there are people in Twin Ports that are pretty mad about it. Yeah. So. Well, regarding real estate, Jim, we got some really big news going on in local. You don't want to talk about fireworks anymore? Well, (laughs) my dog doesn't like that. She knows when she hears the word fireworks, she kind of puts her paws over her head and she doesn't like them. And, uh, so, but in any event, yeah, the, uh, uh, Grayson Plaza, formerly the Hotel Duluth, right. has been sold, and that's a big, big deal here in, in Duluth. Um, and I, you know, I don't know what you think about it, but uh, an outside uh, company has come in and, and you know purchased this facility, 150 units. Uh, and what does that say? What the, what is that telling us? You know about somebody willing to come in and and plop that kind of money down uh, to buy a building like that. Uh, I think it it shows confidence in what's going on in downtown Duluth and uh, in the Twin Ports in general, for sure. So, well, I wonder if they're following things like the uh, Essentia Health oh, Campus yeah. that they're building over there. Uh, and and you know the other thing, you know, the Voyager Motel was was you know supposedly purchased and they're going to build the uh, apartments there. I'm not. Have they started that yet? I don't no, know if they've I... started building those apartments there. And obviously, I haven't been down there recently, but. Uh, Really haven't heard anything about those apartments that 
You know, I thought I read a, a couple months ago that that was a put on sort of a delay, but I... Yeah, they were struggling with some financing, trying to get right. the financing in place, but uh, you really haven't heard too much about that one. So, uh, you know, and I, I hope it's still going to go, but uh, uh, the fact that, you know, somebody's coming in and plotting... And when you think about this, you know, what do you think the cost to build a building like the Grayson Plaza would be? It, it certainly wouldn't be $17.4 million, which is what they, they've... Right. Uh, said that they paid for this so um you know in, in some cases and you know for some type of reasoning it might be uh, a good buy for them right you know yeah i mean you look at you look at you know 17.4 million dollars is obviously a lot of money but when somebody would put together a bid to build that building it would be amazing what the difference is you know um, you know, and I go back to, and that was that was owned by Sherman and, and, uh, and Associates, George Sherman, who obviously right. has done a lot of investing here in the city of Duluth. Uh, I, you know, and he owned. He, he, we've got some of these apartments on London Road called the Chateau, uh, down around Thirty uh, Ninth uh, Avenue East and London Road, uh, and and I believe that he purchased those a number of years ago and held them for a very short period of time, and then sold them. And I believe, if I remember correctly, it was somebody out of Colorado. And I, if I remember correctly, the sale price was like twenty-two million, and I think he paid, you know, eight, ten, twelve million for, for it at that time, and he turned it very quickly. And so, what are these people from these different parts of the country seeing in, in Duluth that that you know they're coming in and, and dumping that kind of money into this community? You know, uh, I think it's a great sign, but uh, I'd like to be able to talk to these people and see what they're what they're thinking or what they're seeing or, or what their, uh, you know, their vision is. Right. Yeah. It's, um, it's very interesting, um, what's going on right now. And I think a little bit hard to read. Um, but that is a very positive thing when you've got, you know, such a large property that's uh, generating a sale. It means that there are, there's, there's belief in the twin ports. That's for sure. Um, well, l listen, I did a little bit of the math, and they claim there's 150 units in there, and at uh, 17.4 million uh, for the sale price, uh, that comes out to $116,000 per unit. You know, and when I compared it to what has sold this year in Duluth for the number of units that have sold for multifamily residential uh, uh, rental units, uh, the average price per unit in Duluth is just under 67,000 Jim so uh, that's a pretty good premium above what the averages are so uh, and, and again remember these are going to be primarily low income housing units which they have been for a long time uh, there are some commercial units on the main level there the uh, uh, you know the Blackwater restaurant used to be there and uh, so um, you know but with all the development down there you've got the North Shore North Shore, you've got the Essentia, you've got the Zeitgeist, you've got uh, Duluth Trading down there and, and uh, Carmody's and all of these businesses that have opened up in the last, say, 10 years or so. Um, boy, they got to see something there. And uh, uh, that's a cool little area down there that's really starting to explode. Oh, yeah. And if you, you know, like you were talking earlier about the apartment building, you get the volume of, of um, housing that's going to be right on top of them. You know, um, I think it supports a lot of uh, the idea of, of maybe that was a great investment. 
Gary, we have to take our first break here. Folks, you're tuned into the Twin Ports Real Estate Show, and we are going to be right back. Join KDAL Sunday mornings at 9.30 for the Lutheran Hour with Lutheran Hour Ministries. Christian Crusaders delivers a powerful message based on biblical truth. See the full schedule, and if you miss it, you can listen to the weekly podcast at kdal610.com. 610 and FM 103.9, KDAL. Happy Fourth of July weekend from Stokey's Meat Market with locations in Duluth and Hermantown. And pick up all your fresh meats and groceries for this weekend celebration. 10-pound burger bags for $3.69 per pound. Country-style ribs for $1.49 per pound. Chicken wings, $3.99 per pound. Hot dogs, $4.99 per pound. Barbecue ribs, $4.99 per pound. Whole beef brisket for $2.99 per pound. And homestyle potato salad, $2.99 per pound. Celebrate Fourth of July weekend ride with a stop at Stokey's Meat Market with locations in Duluth and Hermantown. Get a great deal on the durable Kubota L-Series tractor. Built upon a solid foundation of cast iron and steel, the Kubota L-Series tractor is the number one selling compact tractor in the U.S. for over 10 years. Get an L-Series tractor for zero down, 0% APR for 60 months, plus save up to $1,600 now through July 31st. See us or go to KubotaUSA.com for full disclaimer. Call Bobcat of Duluth at 218-727-7377 or stop by 4610 West Arrowhead Road, Duluth. Hello, Northland. Keep yourself in the know with the latest news from around the world. Stay on top of the story with CBS Radio News and KDAL 610. Hello, Twin Ports. This is Harley Carnes. Your news source is KDAL, the home of CBS Radio News. The Bruce Siski Show. CCHA Commissioner Don Lucia. I don't know how much you're on Twitter, but you have a parody account on Twitter. It's a fake Don oh, Lucia. Yeah. And he just says, tell him I say hi. Well, you know, it's funny. I, I kind of, uh, I think I know who it is now. Uh, my kids absolutely love it. They, they're hysterical. And, and uh, he's got me down pretty good. So he, he's got some very inside information. He does a great job. It is funny. I, I've got to tell you. Weekdays at 10 a.m. on 610 and FM 103.9 KDAL. This is KDAL AM 610 and FM 103.9. Hey, welcome back to the Twin Ports Real Estate Show. Jim Rodney and Gary Callagher here from... Remax results on this 4th of July. We are recording it a couple of days before the 4th of July, but um, boy, um, for our show to land on the 4th of July, I, I guess it's happened before, but I don't remember it before. Uh, how about you? No. No. It's a special day. It is and with everything day. that's going on in, in our country today, it's uh, it makes it even more special. Uh, a day like today, uh, you know, Independence Day. So, uh, let's all enjoy it and uh, enjoy what we have and talk a little real estate. All right. Well, there you go. All right, Gary. Um, any more follow-up on the uh, the Graceland sale? We well, no, I just think it's, it's – it's, to me, it's – at this point in time, it's the number one story in the city of Duluth. I think the uh, – uh, obviously, the Essential Health Campus is going to be a big story in the, in the next year or two for us as well. But when somebody buys a building like that from outside of the community, uh, I think it's it's a big story, and uh, it, and it's good to see. So I'm I'm uh, I'm cautiously optimistic that that even with the job losses that we've had, Jim, over the last few months here, that you know Duluth is still poised and positioned well to um, you know keep doing good things, and I hope that's the case. You know, I was talking with um, one of the 
um, I believe he's an engineer at the paper mill. A um, uh, friend of mine, I, I know him, and uh, <clears throat> he was telling me that the mill could, the Duluth mill has advantages because it's newer, the machines are newer, they could convert that, and they probably will convert it, knock on wood, to a different kind of paper. Um, he also felt that it was, um, the, Duluth, the Duluth mill would be ripe for a purchase, and maybe new owners, uh, and did not think it would be idle for long, so... Hopefully that is true, and I, I guess for long, I don't know what that means. Does that mean a year? Does that mean, you know, they're back up and running with a new owner before it ever closes? I don't know, but that's from one of the people that works there, one of the people that's inside the industry. So, boy, we got to hope and pray that, that that comes true. Now, do you remember that they closed They closed two plants? One was in southern Wisconsin, um, and uh, because of the age of that facility, he did not think that that one maybe coming back so apparently the the Duluth mill has some advantages in that it's maybe a little bit attractive for a sale um or it's a uh, it's one that could be converted to run a different kind of paper that's more in demand so there i well, am knocking on wood gary how's that they sell those things like it seems every two or three years i mean there's been all, all, an awful yeah. lot of conversion for those paper mills but i heard once several years ago that that our um uh, that facility out there uh, is one of the more modern right. paper plants in the world, and that you know for that reason, you know when that was built, it was certainly ahead of its time. But uh, I think the conversion to whatever they have to do with it will be uh, a lot easier, and, and it probably makes it more saleable than some of these old uh, right. paper mills that uh, that were built way back when and are so. Uh, so difficult to run and operate and convert, you know, the amount right. of money just to convert those old buildings. I mean, that's, you know, one of the reasons they're being shuttered so, so often. Yep. Well, and this acquaintance of mine, I, I mean, he has been working there for what I believe he told me was 30 years. So I think that, um, or is it 20 years? How long has it been open? I can't even remember. I, I was in the 80s sometime they built that place. Okay. I don't remember the exact date, but he's been there a long time. He's been then. there, I think, since the, since the doors cracked open. Um, but yeah, so I mean that's that's good news that 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 you know one of the employees that's been there a long time kind of knows what's going on has you know at least has got you know hopes himself that something's going to happen. All right, Gary. Well, that's that, that's good. Um, but a couple things, Jim, were, uh, regarding uh, housing here. Yep. Um, I had a closing last week uh, or this past week, and uh, the um, uh, this was a, a property that was in Lakeside, the neighborhood of Lakeside in Duluth. And the, um, the, I didn't have the buyers. I had the listing. Uh, and the, uh, the buyers came in, and this was a VA buyer. They used VA financing. So I assumed they were a, a veteran of some sort. Uh, they were working with a different agent. And uh, the, uh, this house hit the market. They came in. They made a good offer. The sellers took their offer. And we started processing and, and uh, you know, leading up to the closing. And... The, uh, I went in the uh, the closing, uh, the sellers had pre-signed, so I was just there on behalf of the, the, the sellers. And the mom and dad were in the closing room, and there were three kids sitting out in the lobby. So yeah. I just assumed that these were their kids. And uh, I, I had known that they were coming from California. And so I, I asked the kids, I said, how long you been up here, and what, what part of California are you from? 
and and the one girl what well the one girl i think she was nine or ten she was just super talkative the other two weren't as talkative but she just started telling me everything and uh she said well we've been up here about three weeks we're living in a vacation rental and uh really like the water up here but it is a little cold and uh, i said well what part of california are you from and she said well we're from corona california and uh, that's that's uh, out by Riverside. Obviously, I'm right. not super familiar with it, but uh, uh, looked it up. And uh, I said, do you miss it out there? Do you miss your friends? And she emphatically said to me immediately after that question, no, I don't miss it. I said, well, you grew up there. And she said, I know, but I, just, <laughs> I don't miss it. And I said to the other, other two, I said, do you guys miss it? Do you miss your friends? And they both looked at me and said, no. I'm like, wow, that was kind of eye-opening. Mm. So anyways, we um, uh, got the closing. I went to and, and met the parents and walked in, and uh, the mom and dad looked at me, and uh, I said, California, I said, how did you guys end up here? And uh, he was uh, in the military, and, and he said, well, I just I did a transfer. I said, why Duluth? And you know what he said to me? No. First thing out of his mouth. We were never, ever going to be able to afford to buy a house where we lived. Oh, yes, yes. And we, we wanted to go to some place where we could buy our house and have our own house. And he said, the amount of money that you have to make to qualify for a mortgage where we lived, he said, it, it just it was never going to happen. He said, so that was like their number one reason for moving was they wanted to buy their own house. And I kind of just stood there in the moment thinking this is really powerful stuff, you know, because we know you and I talk about this a lot. And, you know, when you have an average sale price in any given community out there and the, and the average sale price is four or five, six, seven, eight hundred thousand dollars. You know, you know, you've you've talked about the amount of, of money you need to qualify to buy more a house out there. And so I thought that was a really powerful statement. And I kind of just stood there for a second collecting myself thinking, yeah. And he said, wow, well, that's, that's, that's really interesting. I said, I hope you're happy with this house. And, and, uh, the mom said, well, we're, we're happy, but she said, I don't know about the weather. It's <laughs> <laughs> uh, their so, first stab at relocating. Yep. That's interesting. Yeah. So a new, a new family of, mom and dad and three kids from California moved to buy a house and happened to be in the military where you obviously have some options to where you could, you know, transfer with these job openings or opportunities. And, and they took it. And, uh, um, uh, I hope, uh, I hope they're going to be happy here, but, uh, that was a pretty powerful, uh, uh, moment for me, you know, cause you and I have certainly been talking about this over the years, Jim, and, uh, uh to have somebody like say that to you, you know, while they're in your community is that we're moving because we can't afford to buy a house out there. That's pretty powerful. Well, you know, I mean, it, it reminds me, and I think we talked about it before, but I, I don't watch a lot of real estate reality shows. You know, the, those the realtors that are depicted in there, I think just make us all look stupid. Um, and we're not, <laughs> but I stumbled upon this one that was in California they were in Sacramento and the it was a young couple in their 30s, and they were both teachers, and their price range was seven hundred twenty-five thousand dollars, and that was to get a little starter Rambler. And I'm thinking to myself, 
how much do you have to make in Southern California as a teacher in your 30s, you know, to be able to afford a $725,000 house? And that I still haven't been able to figure that out. So I, I think what you heard from this buyer is is got to be exactly true for everybody or a lot of people out there. Now, then you think if you bring it back to the coronavirus and what's going on as a result where all these companies have now been able to transition their employees from a sit-down environment where they work at the office to working out of their home, um, you would just think that that would bode well for an affordable setting, like affordable, beautiful, four-season setting like the Twin Ports, you know, where, um, so I'm thinking that if people are able to commute with their job, and, and move out to different areas after this all settles down. Maybe it's going to be a real big boom for um, for the Twin Ports again. And certainly our affordability um, stands out right there from that conversation that you had with that buyer, doesn't it? Well, I, it, it does. You know, and it's, it's, it's really heartwarming and heart-wrenching at the same time to hear this, you know, because, you know, you got a family that's lived and grown up in this particular area. And you just be any given family anywhere. And, you know, when your kids grow up and they're that age, they they form relationships, they establish relationships. But it's difficult for us to understand really some of the social dynamics that go on in, in, in these these communities anywhere. And, you know, maybe maybe it was tough. Maybe the kids were intimidated. Maybe they were bullied. Who knows? Um, but, but the fact that this little girl said to me, you know, that, and the, and the kids in general said, no, they didn't miss it was an indicator to me that something was going on, you know, that, that wasn't, uh, probably healthy, but, uh, uh, you know, uh, moving on. But then we go back to like, we had Brenda Tusshouse from, uh, the, the Remax results CEO on a couple of weeks ago. And we were talking specifically about is the, are we, it, with, with regarding commercial real estate and bricks and mortar, are we going to see a shift because of some of the technology that's really seemed to like come to the forefront because of the COVID pandemic? Uh, and and is this going to shift people in other states? Are, are they going to begin to migrate out of places that they've lived? Because, you know, and, and let's just look at California, Jim. We, we all hear about how difficult it is for the commute people get on these freeways and they sit for hours same with with chicago and the east coast you know the the travel just getting to your job in the morning is like a two to three hour experience for some people if you didn't have to deal with that and you could work remotely someplace would that be appealing to you yeah i mean if if i'm sure it is would be appealing to a lot of people you know you know would you move someplace else if you could if you could make a living stay, stay in the in the job that that you want or or maybe whatever type of a job because you are working uh remotely you get to sit in front of your computer in your house and still get paid to do it would, would that be appealing and is that going to cause a shift in where people live and are people just starting to get fed up with where they live because of things like traffic industry politics uh, you, you know, whatever, uh, uh, affordability of, of, of life. I mean, so I don't know. I don't know what the answer is, but 
interesting shift, I think, to, to some of the things that we're hearing. We talked a little bit too last week, Jim, about the Montana issue, people from California migrating to Montana and, and how yeah. hot of a market that's become. So I think there's yeah, a shift going on. I mean, that was a very expensive market too. The one that we examined anyway, the, you know, the examples that you brought up, you know, Montana wasn't, wasn't very cheap either, you know. No, and these were cash sales. These were people right. buying houses with cash, sight unseen. You know, and it's just like get us out of where we're at. We're done. We're well, we, and you know, we we've got a different lifestyle. We've got about another three minutes, and I kind of want to give people that maybe not are, are that aren't maybe aware of how it works when you work from your home, because you and I both know this in real estate that we can have a seller who works from home. And they are not really allowed to like leave their job, uh, leave their sites. So there are times that we can't schedule showings at some of these houses because somebody is working in the office of the house. And um, like it or not, they're being monitored. There's a camera on their computer and it, and it reads their eye movements and it, their keystrokes are all recorded and it's all digital. You know, I mean, no, there is no real person watching them. But their their work strokes, their what they're doing there, what they're expected to be done, are measured um, when they're not at the computer. You know, if they, somebody's gone from their computer for a half hour at a time, they've got to explain it. You know, I mean, for example, you know, they have they log out for lunch, log back in. You know, it's very interesting and it's very kind of a strict environment for a lot of these folks when they do work from home. So my question to you, Gary, is is how many times have you run into the point where, all right, we, we, we can't really get into that house because, you know, we've got an issue with somebody working from home and they can't really be, be out of their house right now? Well, I think you, you, it's a big one. And United Healthcare, obviously, in this, in this community has been a big one where people are, are able to work remotely from their house. But listen, about three weeks ago, I ran into this and I went into the house. The lady was working at her computer. And uh, she was talking to she was talking to me, but staying on her computer. And it looked like she was doing plat sketches. And I said, "Oh, is it, are those? Are you a surveyor?" And she goes, "No, I'm an architect, and I'm working on the Essentia Health Campus building." Wow. And uh, so I was able to sit there and just talk to her a little bit. But she was, well, what an interesting job! And some of yeah. the stuff she had th three yeah. computer screens. So that was wow. kind of cool. But she didn't she didn't leave, and she allowed me to walk through those. Well, there you go. All right, Gary, that brings us to our next break. Folks, you're tuned into the Twin Ports Real Estate Show Hangout. We got a couple more sections to go for this Saturday, the 4th of July. Hey, welcome back to the Twin Ports Real Estate Show. Jim Ronding, Gary Callagher here from Remax Results. Gary, go ahead and give out your phone number. Folks, you can reach me at 218 390 0615. And my telephone number is 218-348-7653. Okay, Gary, I've got something I want to talk to you about, real-life situation. And it's very, it's very unique, I think, to, uh, to this year that sellers are starting to think like this. So here's a scenario. So I went and looked at a house, I would say, well, it was actually on June, beginning part of June, um, gave these gave these people an analysis um the house right next door to them had just sold not too long ago and it sold with multiple offers over over the list price and so they have a few things that they're doing including you know they wanted to move 
I think they've lived there for 30 years, so they, they have a lot of things that, you know... Man, it's it's amazing how much you accumulate, and when you move, boy, do you ever realize it. Um, but, so, they're, they're doing some things to the house and, and getting ready to transition. And I have a buyer. So I know this house is going to be coming on the market eventually. I have a hot buyer that's right in that price range. Probably would like that house, probably would make them an offer. So Gary, I went to the seller of this house and I said, hey, look, here's the situation. And if you want to do a one-time showing, you know, I can reduce the fee significantly, you know, in order to, in order to make that work. Um, you wouldn't have the hassle of, you know, having the, the real estate sign in front. You wouldn't have the hassle of maybe, you know, multiple showings. I went on and on and on about that. Like, now here's the disadvantage. What's the disadvantage? The disadvantage is, is that when we put your house on the market, we're going to have a professional photographer come in. We're going to, we're going to do all of these, these, these prep things. We want to, we want the house to look right. We want it to, we want to talk about it the right way. We want to have all this, this presentation of your house hit the internet airwaves, so to speak, all at once, hit the MLS all at once. And hopefully, you know, the first day that we have your house on the market, there's going to be five or six showings followed by maybe seven or eight the next day. I mean, you know, this market's been going like that. So the thing you might lose is that even paying the the full fee that we would charge to have your house on the market, um, you might be missing out on multiple offers, which ultimately might go over your sale price. Right? Now, all this is true, right, Gare? Yes. So guess what they chose? Uh, to take one-time showing. No, they chose to wait it out. So in a couple of weeks, we're going to put their house on the market. We're going to blast it out there. Now, these buyers, if they haven't found a house yet, will probably be one of the ones that I'll take through there for sure. Um, but they wanted to see what the test of waters with multiple offers and, um, you know, see what goes from there. So it's a very interesting um, scenario that, you know, somebody wouldn't want to work with a, you know, one-time buyer, reduced fee, kind of that whole scenario. But in the end, I don't kind of blame them. I think, geez, there's a really good chance that that house might go for, you know, way over asking price and, you know, pay the fee, uh, at least partially, you know, by the overage. Yeah. So. Well, I think that that's that's an interesting uh, scenario. And, and I think it happens. And I think one of the things, Jim, that we deal with when we when we meet with sellers, buyers or whatever so we, we talk to people up front, you know, oh, yes. and we explain the, how things work to them. And we ask them questions and try to get to understand what it is that they're trying to accomplish. And, uh, you know, so one of the, the first questions that we, we ask people is uh, if they're selling their house, for example, what, uh, you know, what is what is the motivation here? Uh, you, you know, what are you trying to accomplish here? And, yeah, where and are you most going? of the time people will, people will tell us is that, you know, hey, we're done. We've lived here. We want to move on. We want to uh, simplify our lives. We want a convenient lifestyle. Uh, our family's growing. We need a bigger space, you know, or, or whatever the case may be. Uh, and and then, then you explain the situations to them. And, you know, here's how this will work. I mean, here's what will happen. You know, sometimes we'll, we'll have a buyer, an agent in our office will have a buyer. And, you know, if, if you're not ready to put your house on the market, you know, we might come to you and, and ask you for a one-time showing. And, and just like you explained, the situation. And so uh, 
a number of times people there are people out there that you know what they don't like the thought of people coming through their house right and there is that scenario too jim where it's like if you bring a buyer in on a one-time showing to somebody uh they some people and this has certainly happened to me they will they will consider that offer and they will take it because you know what they don't want to deal with having the house on the market so but I can I understand people's mindset today, especially sellers, because it's like they're hearing this all over the place. It's like, hey, it's a gold mine out there. You know, you put your house out of market, you get 20 showings on it. You got, you know, five, six, eight offers on it. And the prices are going 10, 20, 30, 40,000 over list price. And so I, I think the majority of the people say, well, geez, let's let's jump in here and see what happens. And, and so it, it doesn't surprise me. No, it doesn't. That they did that. And I think here, here's a here's a story from from uh, <clears throat> national real estate news, which is related. Um, and this is from one of my favorite sources, Inman News, which is I N M A N. And folks, you can go and get your own real estate information there too. But so the National Association of Realtors has reported. Well, they've been reporting um, the forward-looking indicator, as they call it. So that is month-over-month increase, decrease in sales uh, or pending sales in the United States. They've been doing this since 2001. So, Gary, let's transfer back to March when we had, you know, the big pandemic kind of realization and our world was changing. Do you remember that? There was one particular week where it was like, oh, my Lord, this is crazy what's going on right now. Yes. Um, I remember my son was over in Denmark studying for college, and within two days we were getting him a plane. I mean, one day, you know, he's fine. We're wondering what's going to go on, and then within two days we're trying to find him a plane to get on to get him home. Um, so the real estate market kind of slowed down um, right in there, and people were kind of trying to adjust. So you know, the re- the end result is Gary. This year, two thousand and twenty, the monthly gain. From April to May, in pending home sales, increased increased to a record-setting forty-four percent, forty-four percent higher one month over the next. That tells you how much I think um, that the economy and, and the housing market kind of hit the brakes there for a good hard two three weeks before it really, um, you know, took off again. You know. Um, and this is going back to March or, or April of this year. Um, well, so the, it's measured from pending sales from April to May. Okay. Right. So um, yeah, so it was so, just so that's a pretty big jump over oh gosh, over yeah. the previous month of, of March. You're saying yes. February, March. Yes, from one yeah, month that's to the pretty next, forty-four percent increase. Yeah. So crazy, and it just shows you that our our market um, up here, even though you know, and we're talking about people hearing these stories, it's happening in a lot of places in America. So, well, uh, you know, there are people that they still have their jobs, and again, Jim, the mortgage interest rates are unbelievable. They're under three percent for these thirty-year mortgages, fifteen-year mortgages, twenty-year mortgages. I mean, you're getting money, borrowing money on new home purchases for under three percent, which is just like unheard of. Right. And so uh, the fact that 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 is helping to fuel, uh, you know, the buyer side of this thing, but at the same time too, you know, for the sellers, it's like we said, it's somewhat of a gold mine for them. And right. uh, so these houses that people bought, 
you know, 20, uh, 25 years ago or, or whatever, 10 years, maybe, you know, even, even post coming out of the post recession, you know, where you're getting some super good deals. Think about the people that invested in housing back then and are selling now. Uh, those were good investments for people. So, uh, they're cashing in on it and the buyers are buying them and the buyers are cashing in because they're getting cheap money. And yeah. so uh, the housing market right now is just in full bloom and, uh, I don't know how long it's going to last, but we, it is what it is at this point. And, and, uh, and we've been this way, Jim, for the last few years, oh, yes. we've, we've had a very robust housing market. So Gary, we got about a minute left in this segment. I want to tell a really quick story that is is just kind of related to all of what you just said with the interest rates. So I have a I have a seller buyer combination sold their house. They're gonna they're buying another one. Um, they sold their house for enough money that they they can um, pay cash for their next house. They're very excited about being able to do that and not having a mortgage um, until they realize maybe that they're going to be just a little bit cash cash short. And they're living on off of retirement, so they decided, you know, the heck with it. it and, and I encourage them to do this, you know, because the rates are so low, their credits through the roof. You know, they're they want to be able to do things in their life now that they're going to be retired. So they, you know, they took out a they took out a you know about a fifty seventy five thousand dollar mortgage, I believe, is what they're going to do, and they're going to throw it in the bank and and, and live off their retirement and. Just in case money, they want to make sure that they don't have to go back to work. And uh, I think it was planning ahead. Maybe they want to travel a little bit, you know, and their their kids want them to do the same thing. I, I was very happy with that story that, you know, they, they decided to do that. And then, you know, maybe take it easy the rest of their lives. Maybe, you know, travel around a little bit and have that money to, to work. And, and the mortgage that they're taking out against the value of the house is still really small. But when you're talking about that interest rate, I mean, there's just... It just made sense for them in this scenario to go ahead and take advantage of that. Nice. Very yeah. nice. Yeah. All right, Gary, that brings us right to our break. So, folks, we're going to take a break here. You're tuned into the Twin Ports Real Estate Show. we got one more little segment coming up, so please hang in there. Happy Fourth of July, and welcome back to the Last segment of the Twin Ports Real Estate Show right here on KDL 610 AM on your dial. And what is it, 13, what's the FM dial? 103.9 on the FM dial. 103.9 FM, there you go. All right, Gary, why don't you shout out your uh, phone number again for our phone number and contact information. Folks, you can reach me at 218-390-0615. And my number is 218-348-7615. Five, three. Okay, Gary, we got about three minutes left here. Um, Jim, I've got an update on my daughter's house in Las Vegas. Oh, good. It is officially closed and sold. They're out of there. Nice. It's behind them now. So uh, it was scheduled to close on July 7th, but they got a call uh, earlier this week. My daughter sent me a text uh, this past Wednesday and uh, they, they, they moved up to closing, and they closed it on Wednesday of this week, which uh, I think was June 30th, the last day of the month. Yeah. And, the, um, she, and, and you know what? She was sending me this, this, these texts, and I could just sense the release of stress from her texts. <laughs> and I, I hadn't even talked to her. And, and uh, I, just, I sent her a quick text back, and I said, 
you feeling less stressed about it all and she just went on and was gushing and and so uh you don't realize you know when you do these moves and remember they moved from las vegas up to syracuse new york and uh uh, the amount of stress that you're under when you leave your house and it hasn't sold and everything that they had to go through. So um, they ended up having to uh, pay $694 uh, to sell their house, but uh, they um, they walked away. It's behind them. It's gone. And uh, Wait, what did, you just on, said and, they uh, had to pay $694. They had to pay, they had to take $694 out of their pocket to sell their house. Oh my gosh! Oh, I get it. Oh, so wow. they didn't sell any. They didn't. They didn't make any money on it. But you know what? I, I was talking to my son-in-law a little bit later, and and he said, "I we uh, we're just so happy this is done and out because you know what? They really believe that the Las Vegas market is about to go south, and uh, the uh, you know being involved, being living out there for you know my daughter lived out there for almost twenty years. Right. They understand the dynamics of it out there, and the the casinos and the hotels and the workers and the the, the job industry." They think it's going to be tough, and so they were very happy to take that money out of their pocket just to sell their house, and, and now right. they can move on. So, did they did they buy one in Syracuse? Or they have they? Yep, they bought, purchased a house up in. Uh, it's a little bit east of Syracuse. It's called East Syracuse, but okay. uh, uh, they they were were making offers on houses up there like mad. There were multiple offers, and they just weren't getting anything, and so they finally found one and uh, got it, and. Uh, Got a new roof on the house. Uh, well, there you go. And uh, so, yeah. Well, that's good news. All right, Gary, we're all done here. So, um, listen, everybody, happy 4th of July. Gary, last thoughts from you? No, everybody enjoy. Have a safe, happy weekend. Uh, and thank you for listening to the Twin Courts Real Estate Show every Saturday from 12 to 1. And uh, we look forward to, to continue to bring you uh, all the local real estate news. Perfect. We'll talk to you next week, everybody. Thanks for listening.